Matthew 6, 1 then, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. There is an apparent contradiction between Matthew 5.16 where Jesus says we are to let others see our good works so they may glorify God and Matthew 6.1 where he reverses it with the injunction to be careful that nobody sees. And the reason is simple. When we are unconsciously righteous, morally or otherwise, others see it but we are unaware of it. As a result, they glorify God and we know nothing about it. We're blissfully unaware. When we do these things for them to see and at the same time say we're doing it for God's glory, he isn't glorified. Our ego just received a pat. That's what happened there. That old self-life that we're trying to kill off just got resurrected again because we couldn't resist taking the credit. So Matthew 6 starts with a negative, showing us what we should not do. Practice our righteousness in full view. The reason being we'll lose any reward we might have stored up for ourselves in heaven. Most of this chapter is the same. Jesus shows us what will preclude us from coming into everything he wants us to have and how important it is that we have a secret life in him where no one but he sees and no one but he rewards us. As we've seen before with the Ten Commandments, four towards God, six towards man. And as we travel through the sermon, we begin to trace the same thing, the way we are before him and how we conduct ourselves before our fellow human beings. If we're prone to want to make an impression on others or create an image about who we are, Jesus is going to nail us. Any name-dropping, speaking of well-known or famous people as though we are personally connected with them to create a false impression will be revealed under his loving gaze. He desires transparency. Transparency is something many of us hate. We don't want to be uncovered, seen for who we are, in case we're rejected. There was a very penetrating study of this about 20 years ago in a book entitled Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am by John Powell. It's all in the title really, which addresses this fatal flaw in us as a result of Adam's rejection after the fall. It's part of our legacy in him, it's where we got our self-centred nature and everything else besides. The fall left us with a desperate need to run, hide and shift blame. It started there, you remember, in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve ran from the presence. Then they hid and finally shifted blame. It was that woman you gave me. As a result, they were thrown out of the garden, never to return. Along with the desire to feature and possess and control everything round us, we discover these three nasties hiding in, hiding in the woodshed of our lives sooner or later. The need to run, hide and shift blame. Some of you, I suspect, are smiling a little ruefully right now because once again he's found you out. He's not vindictive, beloved. He finds you out in order to bring you out into the light of his glorious presence. He's redeemed you, brought you back from that slave market of sin. You can't spend the rest of your life in that fetid hole you've called home for so many years. But until you're willing to expose yourself fully to his gaze, you're not free from yourself. It's for freedom that Christ set us free and this freedom is from the tyranny of the self-life. That's what the gospel's all about, beloved. 
setting you free from the bondage of yourself and bringing you into the glorious liberty of a son of God, into your truest identity. It's irresistible, beloved, irresistible. When we come out of that black hole, blinking at the light, we discover just how much he's done for us on the cross, and we cannot but live adoring, worshipping, thankful lives, lives that are fully human, just as he intended. Deliverance from self? Bring it on. How's it working out for you right now then?